Hello, how you doing? How have you been? I trust that all is well with you and all is well with your family. Welcome to March, the third month of the year. Are you ready to march forward? Are you ready to press into those things that God has prepared for you in this year, 2022? Today is the sixth day of March and we are, we've already done one week in March. So it is time to rise up. It is time to take action. Now, this does not mean that you will not be consistent in taking action or you will stop after March. No, but it is a signal to get started and to keep you moving throughout this year of 2022. You know, even the times and the season signals and indicates this. Uh, we, I think in two weeks time or next week, it's going to be the spring treatise and uh, spring will spring up in March. And this marks, like I said, the beginning of the spring treatise. And there's something about spring. You know, spring signals the end of winter. It signals the end of the cold. It signals the end of the gloom. You know, it's also associated with the beginning of sunshine brightness you know the trees the plants will start leaving the flowers very soon will start blossoming and this is an indication of life after hibernation it's an indication of life after death in quotes if you know what i mean so this is why the third month of the year is a period for action you know, it's the end of hibernation. Even kings of old also knew this. They usually go to war during this period. No wonder Putin waited till this period to invade Ukraine. But that's not my subject today. Today, I want to draw attention to the number three. But let me also say this. You recall in Second Samuel chapter 11, verse 1, when the Bible says, And kings, and it came to pass, after the year has expired, at the time when kings go forth to battle, I might be like, after the year have expired. Yeah, after the year have expired, because in God's timing, March is actually the first month. So the year expired in February, not in December like we have it, you know. So the first month of the year, somewhat, is in March. I won't have time to go into that to show you that in, in the Bible. So, but after the year have expired, kings go forth to battle. And this usually happens in spring more often than not. And sometimes maybe late summer around autumn. But usually spring. So they can have spring and summer to battle before it also gets cold again. Because the weather, actually when it's cold, is not really, really, really advantageous to go to war when it's cold. So the Bible says in that place in Samuel that David sent Joab and his servants to go and fight, but he remained back in Jerusalem. And one of those days, he was walking on the roof. And what happened? <laughs> you know what happened? He saw Bathsheba and one thing led to another and one thing led to another. And that was David's greatest mistake of his life. A period of action, a period of moving forward, a period of conquest, a period of taking ground. He was lax, he was resting, he was sluggish, 
he was at home and he fell into sin. So this period is not a period to delay. It's not a period to procrastinate. It is not a time to figure out what to do. You should have figured all those things out. You know, it is a time to act. It is a time to press forward. It is a time to take territories. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. So in our calendar, March is the third month of the year. So today, I want to also get you into spiritual numerology. Numbers have a lot of meaning. And March is the third month, and we're going to look at the number three. The number three in Hebrew is known as the shilosh. It means harmony. It means new life. It means completeness. It's in this month that you start seeing for some people. That doesn't mean it has not been happening since January or, or February. But for some people, this is time you need to start looking forward. Looking forward to that sunshine, to that light at the end of the tunnel. This is now when that, that most of the things you are trusting God for, you'll start seeing gleams of it working out for you. Now, you might not see it physically working out for you. You'll start sensing that things are working out for you. And usually what happens to some people around this period is that Satan knows the light is coming. He hits them with one bad news. He hits them with one attack. So to get them to a point where they cannot see the light, to get them to a point they will step again into depression and gloominess that they cannot see ahead. Yes, you got that sad news. Yes, you got that evil report. Yes, they have said that you will not get that promotion. They have said they will not give you that contract. They have given you the bad news. Hey, hey, listen to me. There is light at the end of the tunnel. Keep looking forward. Keep pressing forward. This is the season of rebirth. It is not surprising that this is also the season when Jesus died and resurrected. It was a rebirth of Christ. But for Christ to be rebirthed, he needed to die. So there was bad news before the greatest good news of all time. So don't let that bad news of death, don't let that bad news of refusal and rejection stop you from accessing the miracles that God has set before you. Listen to me. There is a table prepared for you. There is a table set before you. And guess what? On that table, <laughs> God has prepared things in abundance for you. You will enjoy things he has prepared. See, Bible says that he has prepared a table before you. That table is set. It's set for you. March, April, May, June, up to December. That table is set before you. And in that table, there is abundance. In that table, your cup runs over. Be encouraged. The devil cannot win the war. In fact, he has already lost the war. I just wanted to know that I just want you to know that fact so you will not allow him win this battle. 
See, the war is made up of several battles. Now, the beauty about this war that we have with Satan is that the end of the war, he loses. But there are different battles, different battles that we must face. And if you know that Satan loses at the end or has lost already at the end, you face those battles squarely. You face those battles from a different dimension. You face those battles with the knowledge that you might not win or you might lose. You face that battle. You face those battles knowing for sure that you are a winner. It is a fixed fight. Hallelujah. I don't know why I spent so much time talking about this, but there's somebody that's pulling out of me. Don't let this setback stop you from the setup that God has already done to promote you. You are already set up for success. You are already set up for increase. Don't let this setback stop you from believing it. Don't let this setback stop you from pressing forward. Don't let this setback stop you from pressing into your miracles. Don't. You are a winner. You have won. You will keep winning in the name of Jesus. Because that's who you are. You are an overcomer. Glory be to God. Hallelujah. So that number three is very significant. The number three appeared 467 times in the Bible. You know, the number three is a picture of completeness, you know, through a lesser degree than the number seven. See, the meaning of this number derives from the fact that it is the first of four spiritually perfect numerals. We have seven, we've got 10, we've got 12, but in the beginning is number three. And in the Bible, you can see this number three, you know, appear severally. See, the, the, the patriarchs, you know, Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob of Israel, there are three of them. Now, before the flood, there were also three righteous patriarchs. We've got Abel, we've got Enoch, and we've got Noah. You see that number three playing out in, in the Bible. Hallelujah. You see? There are 27 books of the New Testament. I like this. And this is three cube. Three times three times three is 27. <laughs> I love this. This is the completeness of power. That's why the New Testament is a powerful collection of literature. I hope you got that. Three, 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 27. Glory be to God. See, Jesus was placed on the cross at, the, at exactly... 9 a.m., which is the third hour, and he died at the ninth hour. <laughs> at the ninth hour, and there were and there were three hours of darkness that covered the land while Jesus suffered on the cross. So some of the examples of of the number three. Hallelujah. So he was there from the sixth hour till the ninth hour. Glory be to God. See. The number three is also the number of resurrection. Jesus was dead three full days and three full nights in the earth. See why I said that March is a month of rebirth. <laughs> 
three is the number of resurrection. Listen to me. This month of March, everything dead in your life comes back to life in the name of Jesus. See, this month of March, everything that have decayed, everything that have slowed down, everything that appears as if it has closed or locked up all around you is coming back to life in the name of Jesus. If you believe, I want you to shout a big amen. Type it in the comment. It is a reversal of everything dead. It is a return to life. Hallelujah. I'm so excited about March. Glory be to God. It is your portion. You will experience it and you will see it in this month and beyond. Hallelujah. There are also a number of appearances of the number three in the Bible. There were three individuals who witnessed, who witnessed the transfiguration of Jesus on the Mount Hermon. Uh, Peter, James, and John. Three of them saw God's glory being displayed. They saw the glory of Jesus. Now, the Bible also mentions the name of three angels. The only three angels that we are given the name in the Bible. And they are Michael, Gabriel, and Lucifer. Michael, Gabriel, and Lucifer. The only, that means of the only angels they were mentioned in the Bible. Now, God is also described as a being with the three, four characteristics. And that characteristic is witches, which was, and witches to come. You see that in Revelation chapter 4, verse 8. And in that place also, you also see him be called holy, holy, holy. Holiness three times. See, the number of three usually used for emphasis by the divine. Holy, holy, holy. See, I'm from Nigeria. And um, in Nigeria, we want to also emphasize something. We repeat that word twice, you know, what we call the Nigerian double calling. And it's for emphasis. Now, some examples is like uh, now, now. I always say now, now. We actually mean we want it immediately. We want it done now, now. If we want something done quickly, we say sharp, sharp, you know. And we have this local um, staple food that we call puff, puff. And there are several of them that we have. I mean, there's a long list that is follow, follow, which means that you like to copy others or you like to, you like someone else's company that you follow them around. So that is the Nigerian thing. But for God, he uses three to emphasize something. When it means a lot to God, he uses three. An example from the Bible is that God called Samuel three times. Three times. Three times. God does not do double calling. God does triple calling. So the third time after the advice he received from Eli, he answered, God, if that is you, speak for your servant here. When Jesus was in the garden of Gethsemane, the Bible recorded that he went and prayed three times after checking on his disciples, pleading with them to just pray with him. He prayed three times. When he resurrected and sought for, for Peter and the disciples, when he sat down with them, he also did something. He, he, he ensured, or rather he asked Peter three times, 
the question of if he will feed his lamb. He said, do you love me? He asked him three times if he loved him. When he answered, he said, feed my lambs, feed my lambs, and feed my sheep. Three times he was emphasizing how important it was to him, Jesus, that Peter steps up. Yes, he has denied him. Yes, he has uh, told the others, let's go out fishing. Yes, he has done one or two things that have probably shown that he's backsliding. So Jesus sat him down and emphasized three times the importance of the people, the importance that he teaches them and the importance that he leads the people. And these three things he must do because he loves Jesus. Now, when you go back to the Old Testament, you also see three important feasts. And God gave the instruction that all the male in the land must appear at these three important feasts before the Lord. Very important. The number three is the number of emphasis. So he said they must appear before him to worship him three times a year. Three times a year. So the number three for God is the number of emphasis. And what are these feasts? The first one is the spring feast, which is a collection of the Passover and um, the unleavened bread. The second is the summer feast, which starts with Pentecost, you know, and the fall uh, feast, which happens at the end of the year, is also a, a collection of three feasts. So you have the Feast of Trumpets, you have the Atonement, and you have the Feast of Tabernacles. So these three feasts are so important to God. And these three feasts also signal the timings of God and periods that he does something on earth. Hallelujah. Now at the end of the age, like you know, at the end of the world, the world also witnessed Trinity. Satan, the Antichrist, and the false prophets. And when you read Revelation chapter 12 and chapter 13, you see that. And why does Satan also operate like that? Because he tries to corrupt everything that is God. And this is why, and finally, the Holy Trinity, the Father, the Son, and the Spirit, they reside in the third heaven. Now, heaven is a city, is a planet, with three gates on each side of that city. It's four square. This planet is also com compartmentalized into three sections, you know, and is a shadow of the earthly tabernacle that God gave Moses the blueprint. And in that tabernacle, if you remember, there's the outer court, there's the holy place, and the, the holy of holies where the ark dwells is the same thing with heaven. Heaven has those three compartments as well. So man, who is God's modern day dwelling place? We are the tabernacle of God, if you're a Christian. Man is also made in three dimensions. So man is body, has a soul, and has a spirit. So the inner man is the soul and the spirit of man. I just have one question for you today. God dwells in the most holy place. God wants to also dwell in your most holy place. So the question is, is God resident in your most holy place, which is your spirit? He created your spirit to be his residence. 
you will always seek fulfillment. You will always seek for it until you find God. God created your spirit and in your spirit, he put a seat for himself. And every day he's calling your name, calling out for you, hoping that one day you will hear that call and you invite him into your heart to take that seat that he put there where you were created. That's why you've lived life and you know there is something that is lacking. You sought to fill that gaping hole with activities, with relationships, with wealth, with entertainment, with having fun. You've tried a lot of things and yet you know that the hole is still there. If you're tired of running around, if you are longing to fill that gaping hole, you might have had questions upon questions and you are tired. You might have been depressed. I just want you to say these words after me. And when you do, he will come and take his position in your heart. And what happens when he comes to take his position in your heart? You will find peace. You will find rest. Oh, you will find fulfillment. That is what has been missing all this while. He is the one missing all these years. Just say these words with me. Say, Lord God, I've heard your servant speak this evening. I invite you into my heart. Come and take your place in my heart this evening. In the name of Jesus. Amen. Now, if you've said that prayer, he's already in. You're going to experience peace unimaginable. Peace, perfect peace. The Bible calls it the peace that passeth all understanding. That peace will fill and flood your mind. You want to know more about God, about this peace, about the things that He can and will do in your life going forward. Please reach us on the address on the screen and I personally will contact you. We're going to help you along your way in finding true rest for your soul. Thank you. You're welcome into the household of God. Today is the best day of your life. The decision you just made is the best decision you will ever make.